it's not life and death uh, situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, the, the odd thing happens, you know. And right, I've, I've jabbed and poked uh, a few patients in ways they don't like, but <laughs> 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 dear God, you committed murder. <laughs> Welcome to another official episode of the I May Regret This Podcast. I'm your host, your sole host, the only host, no matter what anyone says, Conal Bergotra. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel Hackinen. Um and also in this <laughs> also in the studio with us, we have our um audiovisual intern Craig. Craig, what's going on, buddy? Classic Craig. Anyways, we have one more person in the studio with us today. We have another guest on. And, and today, our guest is a man that I haven't personally known for very long. But as we've continued to meet more frequently as of recent, whether in person at parties or even over virtual Discord parties, I can certainly start to better understand why people describe him the way they do. Now, allow me to explain what the fuck I just said. Before meeting him for the first time in person, I was told that, I think that was in 2018, December 2018, I was told that he was probably one of the nicest guys I was ever going to interact with. I could confirm by the end of the night that no lies were detected. I quickly started to understand why everyone enjoyed being around this up-and-coming dentist extraordinaire and really felt like I was starting to get a, a much clearer picture. However, before we brought him on today, I wanted to make sure I really knew what I was talking about for this very introduction. So... I asked some mutual friends what they thought about him and kind of what they gathered of him from knowing him for longer than I have. And I figured I'd share some of those thoughts for all of you who are listening in case you've never met our mystery guest today. Wow. The common or uh, the key words, I guess, that I got several times from several people include driven, determined, strong-willed, Saskatoon, <laughs> and of course, the one that stands above everything else for me. The man who walked in on my brother and Sid grinding on each other in a bedroom with no one else to play witness. Oh, Anyways, wow. I, I, I think, or at least hope, I've helped you get a better idea as to who our guest is today. It is none other than Mr. Dempsey Wood. I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. Wow. Dempsey, thank wow. you. Thank you so much, guys. That was uh, quite the intro. I'm very, very flattered, especially with that background research. I mean, damn, ever since that... Uh, Present PowerPoint presentation that we did. I think everyone's yeah. up their research game, eh? That's yeah, I think really... everyone's up their game in general. Just... I think yeah. so. That that PowerPoint presentation, I just actually what inspired the idea to give these long-winded introductions. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my head is inflated five times the size right now. <laughs> Feeling now, good. What we like to do typically on the show, Dempsey, is we pick a topic and three of us or four of us or whoever is in here, including Craig, I guess, we all kind of rattle off our own thoughts or stories about the topic of the day. And uh, I want to ask Daniel, actually, if, if you have any idea what that topic is for us. Gentlemen, as we are recording this podcast today, we are sitting a thousand plus miles from our esteemed guest. And that is because a couple of years ago, Dempsey made a big decision. A decision that required sacrifice. Dempsey was accepted into medical school far away from his current life. Dempsey could pursue his dreams and be on his way to becoming a dentist, but at the risk of his current lifestyle and embarking on a new journey away from his girlfriend, his family, and his friends. Life throws many twists and turns, and we are here today to discuss these challenges, decisions, sacrifices, and how has it affected our lives and our futures. Wow. Wow. 
That How? I think I'd be disrespectful if I didn't clap. <laughs> Thank you. That's why that's why it took me 25 minutes. And that's why <laughs> Jeez, you're articulate. Yeah. Uh, couldn't put it better, but wow. I mean, yeah, I, I think you guys chose a great topic. I mean, as soon as I heard of it, I was, I think you, you, tar- you kind of targeted me in a way, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm usually talk about this topic. Usually how this works is like, um, it really just started between me and Kanal as a way to, for us to just kind of catch up. Cause we had no real reason to, uh, like talk to each other, uh, like on a weekly basis, unless we like hung out or whatever. I don't know why so that like... hurt, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I have like no reason to talk to this fucking guy. Right. So. <laughs> No, but like basically, so any any guests that we have on, like we just try to think of what's something that like we'd like to talk about with them, or like we'd like to ask them, we'd like to catch up about. Mm. And like I remember with, uh, when we were thinking about you, like uh, that was definitely one of it. Is that I don't know that many people that have been like so able to um, be strong-willed enough and in their resolve to just you know pick up or like drop their current lifestyle yeah. and just embark on a new journey and i know like i was there from when you were making those decision, decisions yeah, yeah. And, uh, thinking exactly. about it so i know it wasn't yeah easy yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah, to, to kind of catapult off that daniel's kind of mentioned a couple times that you made a big decision made some sacrifices i'm wondering if i can now ask you what he's referring to what exactly that big move was yeah yeah for sure man um and i honestly have to like thinking about this now and really reflecting on i think like this is this is good for me personally to to kind of not justified myself, but just kind of also wrap my head around yeah, why just... I'm here and, and like the, the big picture. Cause I mean, I still do struggle in my head every now and then like think about oh, what if, but at the end of the day, like I'm, I am happy with the decision I made. And, and just to address your question, Kanal, like basically what Daniel's talking about is I guess two years ago now, um, I was making some pretty big decisions as Daniel was saying as to what my next step was in my uh, career and especially um, academically, I was finishing up my uh, biochem co-op degree. Um, I was spending a lot of time in my lab. I was doing uh, a thesis. I was juggling tons of extracurriculars, trying to keep up with the boys. Um, probably that was probably one of my priorities, as you guys know. But um, <laughs> and I was trying to get into dental school. That was kind of at the top of my mind. That was my big goal, big priority, kind of uh, something that was overarching. Um, that I, I had been aspiring to go for for quite a long time, actually. Like, I had always looked up to my my dentist, um, my family dentist. I never had anyone in healthcare, actually, in my family. So it was kind of uh, a bit unique because a lot of kids oh, in my class. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of kids in my class have people that are, like, their parents are dentists or uh, a, a pretty direct connection. So, yeah, it just goes to show that uh, how great my dentist was. And she's actually a female as well, which is different from a role model perspective, but um, she really opened up my eyes to as to the huge impact uh, you can make in dentistry and also just the lifestyle. I mean, this is pretty great, like not just financially, but um, like convenience wise, you still kind of get the medical aspects of it, but you're not like getting called in at 3am in the middle of the night. Yeah. Uh, All right. You're still it's not kind of, life and death uh, situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ideally the, the odd thing happens, you know, and Right. I've jabbed and poked uh, a few patients in ways they don't like, but <laughs> <laughs> dear God, you committed murder. So only, yeah. only when they're giving you a hard time, and then just yeah, give, yeah, it, but... give them the old one-two. The old one-two, and maybe <laughs> knock them out with some sedation and, and keep going. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> yeah, the beauty of dentistry, right? But uh, <laughs> it turns uh, out you're, you're just Dexter, and you've just been like incapacitating oh all your patients, hiding them. Man, like there are some shady, there are some shady dentists out there, sure. And there's been quite a, a few lawsuits actually, but that's for another for another day. Wow, that's, that's another podcast. Have you guys ever seen the movie? Yeah. Or I have, yes, honestly. Right, yeah, there's a corrupt done. dentist for you right there. I know. <laughs> well, it's just because like you're in a power position, right? And like right. the patient is very vulnerable and um, exposed. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's not a fun situation, and like people yeah. don't like going to the dentist. So yeah, it brings out a lot of emotion and God can be a lot of shit can go wrong essentially. But hey, I'm liking it. I'm happy where I am. Um, basically, two years ago, I had this. I had an interview at U of T which would have kind of kept my life more similar to what it was staying in the GTA, like my family was, my boys. Right. Um, and then I also had an interview at Saskatchewan. I only applied to the two schools actually um, oh, because, shit, I yeah, I didn't apply. I, I didn't apply to any other school just because I actually only had done like three years of school, even though I was in my fourth year um, of university because I was doing a co-op. So I, I worked for um, 11 year. And so I was supposed to have one more year of school actually after that time. Um, finish up oh, yeah, was early acceptance yeah yeah exactly Damn. so I was I was pretty appreciative and grateful of the opportunity I got waitlisted at uh, U of T and then I got in to USAS so that's why I was kind of that's when I was really being pressed for that decision like whether yeah whether I was ready to take that holy leap. shit yeah it was it was really difficult honestly like, like my girlfriend I actually had just started dating Fiona yeah um, started getting pretty serious around that time so it would have like our relationship was on the line. My my family was uh, kind of stressed out about it because I never had been away from home, especially this far. Um, and I didn't know what Saskatchewan was like really. Like, thankfully, I did yeah. have a cousin out here, but uh, oh, oh nice, yeah, yeah, she helped me out finding an apartment stuff and kind of um, getting settled. But it was still a huge leap into the unknown. And like at the end of the day, like just my strong, strong passion, desire to go for like to achieve my dreams was what, what pushed me to get here. And uh, yeah, I don't, I honestly, looking back, I don't regret it. There was a lot of difficulty kind of adjusting and, and leaving everything in the dust, but uh, I'm happy. I'm still staying connected as best as I can with everyone oh, yeah. back home. Yeah. So how did that, fucking awesome. Oh, thanks man. Um, how did your infatuation with dentistry start? What did it, was it literally just your family doctor? Like she kind of got you into it somehow? Uh, yeah, yeah, like my family did. I actually, believe it or not, I yeah, actually spent, yeah, yeah, I noticed you said <laughs> medical school, actually, I'm not yeah. okay, wait, wait, well, that's <laughs> another thing, is that I feel like I'm just dumb, I thought a dentistry school was, a, like, a subsect of medical school, and that a dentistry school was a medical school. You know what, Daniel? I'm gonna have to throw shade on you for that. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little disappointed in you, man. Daniel thought you went into your family doctor for a physical and told you to become a dentist. Yeah, like I mean, there's there's a couple of different cavities in the body. Like, I'm, I'm only specified in one, man. I'm not, I'm not looking at your behind just in the front. You know? um, well, I deserve what I deserve. You know what I mean? It yeah. is what it is. No, no, I, I, I respect that. I respect that. I understand because, like, in in Europe and in uh, a couple other places, it is actually a subsect of of medicine. Because, like, at the end of the day, it is it is part of uh, healthcare, but. Uh, no, it's a separate school. We do take a lot of classes with the med students, but uh, yeah, it is a separate school. But believe it or not, what I was going to say is I actually spent a lot of time at the dentist for the wrong reasons. I had pretty bad oral hygiene actually as a kid, and like, I'm not blaming my parents at all. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I am blaming them a little bit. But but they uh, never let me brush. Yeah, uh, 
I mean, it's largely the blame on me, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I I just actually grew up in a single family um, household. Like it was just my mom, single parent household. It was just my mom. And a lot of times, like my mom was like working multiple jobs. Uh, it was just my sister and I. So like she wasn't always mm-hmm. there to be able to kind of enforce important yeah, things. Yeah, like micromanage. Yeah, I micromanage and like shove that toothbrush down my throat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it really... Brush, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, was a different, that was a different problem. Yeah, you got to <laughs> test the gag reflex, you know, just to see <laughs> if, you're, if you're into that. But, uh, but yeah, so I actually spent a lot of time in the dental chair myself with my own dental issues and um, it made me start to realize like the importance of oral health. And then something actually really big uh, in my life happened related to dentistry. I'm, I'm going to open up to you guys a bit. It's a bit of a touchy topic uh, with me, but someone actually passed away in my family uh, related to a dental infection, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, like you wow, would never nice. guess that it, yeah, you would never guess that uh, it would spread to some, like spread throughout your whole body and have that kind of systemic effect. But yeah, it was actually my grandpa. I was really close to them. He was kind of like my father role model since I, uh, my dad passed away at a young age, but um, yeah, he passed away way too early just from a simple uh, dental infection that spread into his bloodstream and uh, put him in some wow. shock. Yeah, if he had just went to the dentist and got taken care of, he'd probably still be kicking around. But it really kind of changed my whole mindset and perspective and, uh, and opened my eyes uh, when I was in high, early high school. Wow. It was a big uh, turning point Ooh, for me. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, mention Sorry, was, it, was this uh, because of something that uh... – like he went to a dentist and then got an infection or you mean like he had an oral infection that he, he had yeah so he had like a like an abscess like some some swelling an infection uh in one of his teeth uh that probably should have just been extracted like pulled his tooth should have been pulled out but he didn't have a chance i guess to get to the dentist or maybe didn't really uh know the extent of it and uh, before he know he knew it he had like a pretty severe flu and he already wasn't like he wasn't in the best health before he had uh uh, leukemia but kind of like a dormant like non-serious version so once the bacteria from his tooth like and the infection got more serious got into his bloodstream it kind of he already had that reduced immune system it kind of took over mm. and uh yeah unfortunately that, that was it that was what wow. uh, yeah i mean um yeah i mean it really it really affected me like on the level obviously but at the same time it kind of served as a driving passion for me to, to yeah. kind of hopefully open absolutely. people's eyes to the importance of, of oral health and and take it more seriously you know absolutely so yeah. did you did you go into school with the idea that uh you want to be a dentist or was it just like something that you like kind of admired as a profession but like didn't really like know if it was exact it was exactly for you yeah like i mean I at the, at the end of the day, that was my number one on my list for uh, career options, and I was hoping, like I I was hoping to go into dentistry, but I knew it. I know it is a very competitive field, and I know that there was a good chance I might not get in, and I shouldn't like kind of waste away my life applying for like five years in a row and getting rejected. So I did like open myself up to uh, some backup options, and actually my main backup was doing an MBA uh, in business. That was always a, an interest. Mm. But uh, dentistry was at the top of my list going into undergrad. I kind of uh, picked and choose my steps according to what the dental schools wanted. And so right. eventually, uh, from what I understand, so kind of a lot of the stories that you shared so far that kind of uh, 
allowed that passion to develop for dentistry for you i'm yeah, assuming yeah. played a, is what played one of the biggest roles in making such a decision of moving oh um, exactly were there any i mean you have all of that going for you and that that could be so much to push someone to want to make a decision like that but aside from the distance of the move were there any major thoughts that were almost borderline outweighing the uh, inspirational thoughts that were almost keeping you away from the idea or was it really just the whole distance and like the fear i guess of literally picking up your bags and transferring your life over to another province province altogether um that's a good that's a good uh question um i think yeah kind of both things played a factor in in the kind of devil on my shoulder saying oh not devil but the kind of uh i guess devil's advocate on my shoulder saying mm-hmm. like oh you should reconsider this uh, this is a really big move um but at the end of the day i think the going to a new province actually like after i had came to Saskatchewan from an interview and realized that like it is like a kind of just like another Canadian city at the end of the day is really not that different there's still basically everything here that there isn't there um, mm-hmm. aside from the people but um, so that wasn't really holding me back and I also kind of wanted a bit of adventure to kind of get out of the the nest and everything and explore uh, something new yeah. but it was more so the people I would say uh, relationships my, my good friends that was uh, absolutely factor holding me back and my family like I've, I've been really close with my my mom and sister um throughout my whole life and they've yeah they've uh they were super supportive of me and like everyone that was super close to me was super supportive of me going and that's kind of what uh allowed me to make that that leap awesome yeah that's awesome yeah yeah so, but no not the, not easy i know uh Kanal and i i think on a previous episode actually we talked about like where would we want to settle down would we uh, see ourselves settling down away from home, away from our family sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I know I definitely said that, um, you know, I think there's definitely still a lot of room for adventure for me in my life, like in the next little while where I'm, I'm, I'm ready to up and go sort of thing if the, if the calling is there. But I think in terms of settling down, I don't ever see myself, uh, you know, moving further than the GTA because I think that, like just being away from my family just wouldn't make sense. But um, yeah, yeah. Kanal brought up that, you know, he'd be down to go to Chicago and kind of just up and leave oh, okay. and start a new life there. So I'm wondering, like, do you see yourself always returning to the GTA? Uh, in terms yeah, that, of like, like to be near your family. Yeah, yeah, that's a good <clears throat> question. Um, and I thought about that a lot. Like, tons of people here in my class have asked me that, and actually, some of my professors have too. Because uh, and the people in the dental community here, because they want they want to have retention in their graduates. They want people that are like, yeah. studying about saskatchewan dentistry what it's like there to work in saskatchewan and serve those needs so that's kind of something that i've been considering more like kind of almost feeling bad if i didn't work here for at least a period of time but at the end of the Mm. day uh no i I definitely can't see myself settling like long term uh anywhere else other than the gta to be close to my family like i i I owe that to them especially like yeah my mom like i definitely wouldn't be where i am today without my mom uh, and sister support it just like I need to take care of her as she gets old. Like that's, that's, uh, that's a priority for me. And that's something that, uh, hold near and dear to my heart. So yeah, I think settling the GTA is my, my top goal, but that, that's also like took a, um, influenced my decision to come here. Right. Cause now that I'm learning about Saskatchewan specific related things, I'm making connections with Saskatchewan and like Prairie, um, dentists, it's going to be more difficult to, to make connections in, in, uh, Southern Ontario. So right. we'll see Maybe I'll start working out here um, just because of the connections I'm making and hopefully um, make my way back there. But the end goal, definitely settle uh, 
settled in the GTA. I'm kind of curious though about Kunal's uh, reasoning, if you don't mind me. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I know you guys have the connection and you grew up there, but um, what are, are there any, is there any like, are there any particular people or any things that are drawing you there or just the, the sense of adventure? Yeah, I, so that's that's a pretty good question, actually, because this is also what I was thinking of kind of hearkening into today for the whole big sacrifice thing, because definitely, especially to the extent of your story, I don't necessarily have anything that I can look back on in my life right now and say that I made that huge decision and kind of sacrificed as much as I did or as much as you did. I mean, um, really, the biggest thing related to that for me is when um, my dad got a job transfer from Chicago uh, to have us to literally move our whole family to Canada. And even that felt yeah. like I was making such a huge sacrifice, even though I was like yeah. seven years old. And I was <laughs> like, I was like crying and like, like hugging all my friends goodbye and hugging my second grade teacher goodbye, who had a major crush on. Um, and, and dude, like, you guys, you guys could have been married. I yeah. know, dude. Fuck. Um, first, man. I actually kept up, uh, uh, whether I wouldn't say kept up, but I did stumble across her Facebook not too long ago. Well, a couple months ago, maybe a year ago, whatever. She's happily married. So, <laughs> anyways, that specifically searched her name. But, but yeah, even that, like as a little seven year old dweeb, felt like such a big thing. Like trying to tell my friends, like, no, I, I think I'll be back one day and like we can all hang out again. Like just wait a couple of years, maybe middle school. And obviously I'm now 21 and that still hasn't <laughs> happened. So, so I lied there. Um, but overall, yeah. So a couple episodes, I think it's when we had Sid on, we talked about that. And I said that I think ultimately at first the thought was um, a couple years back, my thought was that I want to move to Chicago, get the experience living in that city for a couple of years and okay. then come back. But hmm. something, I don't know, something kind of hit me. So we've gone down to Chicago the past two summers to visit. We have some family that's living there now. Um, so we went down to visit them and then we have really good family friends who we knew when we lived there and they've, they've been there ever since who we still go and visit when we go down there. Um, okay. So we went to go see them the past two summers and both times when, when we were on our way back, I was like, I, I found myself in this weird headspace of like, I love Canada and everything that, that's, that this fucking country has done to like provide for a family and like bring us in like with open arms. Um, mm. I literally just got laid off like earlier this week and within two days had $2,000 directed direct deposited into my account <laughs> with like very minimal questions asked. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, but at yeah, the same time, like whenever Chicago, or not Chicago, but the USA as a whole has its own shit to figure out. So that's definitely yeah. like a more of a down the road plan like once I'm graduated and a bit more settled down and know what I'm doing with my career but okay. at that point I feel like just there's this weird passion that I feel like for Chicago for some reason okay. and just when I'm in the city like this this overwhelming sense of like home like I feel like I'm home when I'm there okay. um Interesting. And I know it's strange because it's not yeah. like I lived there for like 20 years and moved. Like I was there for seven years. And I mean, majority of those years, I was too young and stupid to even collect memories. And I left. So but at the same time, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just like constantly visiting and like being a fan of all Chicago sports and shit like oh, that. I was going to ask like, about that. You're a fan of the Bulls, eh? Bulls, Bears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. Oh, yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, I know that's that's fine. That's a problem. That's a problem of its own. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, no. It's all shit like that where it's like, and maybe this is just like a young, weird, inspired thought that I'm having, but the more I've been thinking about it, it's like I definitely see myself wanting to go and settle down there, 
for good. Like this is where I would be happy, wow. like finishing my life at. Like it's just such a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously under a proper country, a properly run country, it can be yeah. a, a beautiful, a beautiful attraction in itself there too. Oh, most definitely. Um, and, and so I know my family also, um, like my parents in general, uh, still would be more than open and welcome to be, uh, going back to the States. And they always say like, if you move back, bring us with you. And so like, I know that I could still have my family with me too, if, if I move. Right. So it's just like, there's so many things. (laughs) (laughs) Leave on Craig Craig behind, but Craig. But it's like oh, you, could, you could bring Craig. You could bring Craig. No, nah, Craig can stay with Encore. I, I'd be. I feel bad leaving him with nothing. Oh, okay, true. Um, but it's just like I don't know. I feel like ultimately I want to be able to make a huge move like that. I also feel like that would just be a huge defining move for me as a person to say this is who I am now. This is what I've accepted to be as literally the rest of my life. Like I'm, I'm making this move to establish. I'm comfortable with my career. I'm comfortable with where I am in my life, and this is where I'm going to be moving forward. Wow. Um, and so again, I, I'm fully open to the idea that that might change down the road, but for mm-hmm. now and for the past, I would say two years, I've been having this thought of like, ultimately that's the big play that I want to make. That's amazing, man. Honestly, I, I totally hear you out on that. And just after my short uh, visit to Chicago, I went to uh, Lollapalooza with Sid. Oh, right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fiona, I can totally see the attraction there. Like it's, it's a really cool city and it's, it's, like it offers a ton of uh, diversity. Like, I mean, I saw the kind of, nor- oh, yeah. I don't know if it's the North side and South side or how they split it up, but like mm-hmm. the, just the different aspects of things they're off there with the city, like the business kind of side of things. Oh, you have yeah. the water there. Right. Um, I just, oh, yeah. I don't know. Very no, cool. Definitely. And so fun fact, actually, I was in Chicago at that time when you guys were there for uh, Lollapalooza. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So Sid always likes to. So we were in the city visiting uh, the relatives first. And then when you guys came, we went down to the suburbs a, a bit further from the city when you guys were there. Um, oh, that's where we were, too. Right, right. So Sid, <laughs> Sid always kind of likes to give me shit, like just like jokingly banter, um, yeah. like with like, oh, whatever, Chicago's trash. There was your guy's <laughs> first night there. He comes home and he texts me right away. He was like, dude, I fucking love Chicago. I take it all back. I was like, I was like, let's go. Like, I don't know, just the impact that the city has on me and like seeing Mm -hmm. the impact that the city has on other people. It's like, fuck, Mm -hmm. this is where I belong. Like, this is where I need to be. No, Um, I see. So definitely this is that that's, yeah, that's definitely a thought I've been playing around with, but ideally, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I end things off. And yeah, I'll still have some family there too. I'll bring my family with me. I still have some family friends there. Um, there's still my grade two teacher there that might be available <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Maybe um, if she hears that you're moving, right. change it. Yeah, she might. She might move to Toronto, like just around the same that time. That would be so fucked up. <laughs> oh man, I'll have uh, to but coordinate. yeah, definitely. We can um, still we can still podcast though, right? <laughs> so, anyways, Daniel, what's your big? <laughs> Daniel, what's your? But yeah, no, definitely. Thank you for asking that because that's yeah. something I, I wanted to talk about. And it's literally, just having this these types of moments and being able to convey that thought out loud and not just kind of throw it around in my own head and getting other people's opinions and the positivity that you guys are literally showing right now for that idea. That's that's the type of thing I need to be like. Okay, well, maybe this isn't so batshit crazy then to think about. Yeah, no, I totally support that. The reflection is really important. It's something I've, I've been valuing more and more as I get older, um, right. as well as opposed to just jumping into things with the. Uh, minimal thought and reflection <laughs> right i'm victim of but all right daniel you're yeah on the, daniel, what you're on actually it's interesting now. that you you say that because i i think what i was going to talk about in this episode is that like i really love uh hearing stories like this because 
I think I'm uh, the way I grew up. I'm so naturally the antithesis of that, where I plan like so rigorously for things, and I'm so um, um, how do I say this? Like, it needs to be so safe before I make a decision. I need to know that everything's going to be safe, and like I am. I normally make decisions on how comfortable it would be for me. So like, even when I went to school, which is probably uh, like when I, when I went to McMaster and moved away from home, that was probably the biggest change in my life. And wow. I experienced so much like personal growth from that. But mm. at the same time too, I went to a school where there's still a bunch of my friends I knew from high school. I went, I, my roommate was, uh, you know, my best friend from high school. So there just wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, big changes that I had to make for myself. And I remember in my, one of my final years at uh, school, I was actually living on my own for the first time where I didn't know anyone else in my house and I wasn't, you know, living near my parents or anything like that. And every day was just, you know, making decisions for myself and, uh, you know, not really uh, taking into account anybody else around me in my life. And I actually experienced so much like joy from just having that individuality and like being Mm -hmm. able to just make my decisions, be responsible for myself that now I crave that so much that now I kind of wish I had, made a lot more of those decisions like in the past and mm. you know how much i could have grown from that so yeah yeah i feel i mean for me i, I think i also talked about this on the podcast i think uh it definitely does sound really exciting to to move to a new city um you know like away from everything and kind of be like scared in in a in a good way um but i don't really have a need to do that like i feel mm. like it you, <laughs> i wouldn't just move to la for no reason and just start a new life like there would have to be some sort of like reason to do it. So I feel like the, for me, the next step is to like go to the go to Toronto, where I'm still getting that city environment where it's like fun and exciting, and there's things to do, um, and I'm on my own doing my own thing. But like I'm still, I still have those people like available to me every once in a while, where I can yeah. go back and see my parents. I can go back uh, see some of my friends. Yeah, that blanket kind of uh, like the kind yeah. of blanket of protection. I see you. I- I wish I got, see that's something I do miss. I wish I had that kind of like support network within reach. I mean, as much as social media and and connecting online can uh, be of value these days. But at the end of the day, like just being close and being with family, uh, yeah, really has served so much to. A yeah, because even as we're doing this and uh, you know the whole virus situation, like we're all we're all still really connected and talking a lot. But I think everyone generally feels that you know, there's still something missing. Like there is just something to being in person with each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. For whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's really just not the same talking to a computer screen, especially when um, your friends won't FaceTime you because they're internet. Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) we had several technical issues behind this. (laughs) Actually, it was mainly my fault as well because I I was echoing, but you know, I just uh, wanted to throw that. So, Hi. Daniel, my question uh, for you then would be, um, since we're on the topic of like these big sacrifice decisions and you and I don't really have one to speak of, but we both, or at least I have one that I, I plan on making or would like to make. Um, you were kind of referring to the fact that, or alluding to the fact that you you like to be a lot more planned and calculated with your moves. And so yeah. making such a huge sacrifice move like that just doesn't seem to be in the cards right now. And that makes total sense. So my question for you then would be, what would it take for you? Like, obviously, if you feel like, oh, a huge opportunity just came up, like an amazing career opportunity in LA, I'm going to pick up my bags and go. That's one thing. But yeah, what do you think it would take? Or at what point in your life do you think you might reach where you 
are going to be actually possibly open to just making a big sacrifice decision like that with no like calculated reason behind it no planning went behind it. it's not like you've got some opportunity and you have like a huge concrete reason it's almost just out of thin air like mine like i want to move to chicago i want to move to chicago do you think there's something yeah. like that that that's in your future possibly like maybe at a certain point or something that could happen that would spark that well i don't know i i feel that in terms of that decision making like i'm on one end of a spectrum where i'm a lot more um uh, like i need a lot more security in the decisions i make and i'm pushing to to expand out of that but i don't I guess the the reason I would never do something like that is because it, it just seems like I'm just jumping to the other end of the spectrum for no reason. Whereas you really want to be in the middle ground, right? Like you want to have, uh, you know, thoughtful decisions that are going to bring, bring positivity in your life for whatever reason. But like, um, you also need to be take, need to be willing to take risk and, you know, uh, sacrifices to make those decisions. So I think, it's just got to be in the middle ground somewhere. And that's why I think going to Toronto is a good next step for me because it's it's somewhere in the middle ground of, you know, starting, like, dropping what I have here because I'm really comfortable. I'm living with my parents. I'm, you know, stacking up the money. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm comfortable living with my parents and I'm, um, you know, getting fed. Like, as much as I could do everything on my own, like, you know, I'm still very supported. Right. Um, but... So, like, leaving all that behind still takes, uh, you know, some level of sacrifice. And I'm going to be away from some of my friends and things are going to be less available. And I'm going to have to do a, thing, a lot of things on my own. But it's not, um, you know, moving to a different country, which I feel like is on another end of the spectrum, which mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'd have to be pulled there for something, a career opportunity, you know, like a, a love interest. Like, something would have to, like, really kick my butt into making me going over there, you know? What if it's even a situation yeah. as, like... I mean, is there a, a city that's not Toronto that you feel just naturally drawn to or you feel maybe just like borderline infatuated with and like, oh, fuck, living there must be so awesome or something like that? Yeah, definitely L.A. When I went to L.A. in February, I was thinking like, wow, this is just like a young person's dream, essentially. Right. Like, uh, the, like the, even just like uh, seeing the people there um, and just seeing like one person walk by. Like I could just tell that they're like they have this certain lifestyle and you know they get up and do I get this that every day so and it's much. wow yeah uh, that would be incredible to live this sort of lifestyle you know so, but I, then again though I don't see myself settling down in L.A. so so uh, what if what if you're working for a company at some point and they have um, you're already working for a company like here in Toronto or in Ontario yeah. and and they have like a separate um, branch off in LA and you, if you want to fully have the option to relocate there, would you do it? Even for like a year, um, let's say. Even, yeah, even for like a yeah. year or two. If it was a year or two, I'd 100% do it. Wow. Yeah, so there okay. you go. So there you go. That would be a big yeah. sacrifice play at the end of the day. Yeah, I guess so. But the, I, but that's what I mean. The security is there is that I have a giant, I have a job lined up for me. I'm not like, you know what I mean? There's, there's something to connect the steps there. Okay. Okay. I see you. I see you. I actually think it, it takes the pressure off for the fact that it's even temporary. If they want if it's a new career opportunity, and I'm and I'm gonna be uh, some sort of like manager in LA, and like they need me there, yeah, it's almost like it almost makes the decision even harder because it's like mm. uh, it's more permanent, right? It's yeah. like it's like a co-op term. It's like you feel comfortable in a co-op term because you know even if you hate it, there's an end date. You'll you'll be done at some. Yeah, point. totally. Okay. Well, 
Um, I don't know if, if there was any any other major uh, sacrifice type story or decision or anything like that you had, Dempsey, but I think Daniel and I, we pretty much <laughs> peaked out there with our, our plans or potential sacrifice plays we might make down the road. No, no. I really appreciate you guys uh, opening up. Yeah, so for sorry. sure. I feel like I got to know you guys a bit more. And that's right. Actually, I, I mean, I, I look forward to connecting with you more, but something like this is uh, the perfect way to kind of get a peek inside who – the real Kunal is, you know. Absolutely, yeah. dude, absolutely. <laughs> Behind all the bits, who's the real Kunal? <laughs> but on an aside, actually, there was one thing I wanted to say. Like, I hope this isn't too sensitive or touchy of a topic, Daniel. But yeah, the one time where I, I don't think I could have seen you making like a drastic decision, but the one time where I actually think I saw you, like, kind of something that made you a bit vulnerable and maybe willing to make some sort of decision or like kind of just change your perspective a lot i think was when there you had a love interest that kind of was being pulled um pulled away and going somewhere else uh, in another part of the country i mean i knew that you weren't going to do anything drastic but it was really interesting to see kind of how you grew from that um i think it really opened up your perspective kind of even though you didn't end up making a big move in your life i think it really kind of opened up your mind in that way as if you did yeah you know what that's actually a great point is that mm-hmm. uh during that time it probably is the first time ever that i did consider like uh because i actually talked about um you know my past relationship on the last episode but it was uh when she moved to ottawa it was the first time where i actually considered it uh which was am i gonna move to ottawa and get and try and yeah, get a job there for like the thought was there right Right. Yeah, just, and see, I did, and I did look into it for sure. Wow. It was like wow. a serious thought. So I guess, yeah, it was one of the first times. Holy mm-hmm. fuck! Yeah, that was a great point, Dempsey. Holy shit! Yeah, sorry. I just, <laughs> I just, it's just interesting to see like what, what different types of things uh, for people will kind of open them up and make them kind of vulnerable and willing to make those kinds of sacrifices. Like everyone kind of has their own things that that draw them in, and that's certainly one that would be for me as well. Like love interest, right. Um, well, a question for you, because I remember back, back when this was happening was uh, essentially like it was sort of uh, our relationships were sort of turning long distance in adjacent, yeah, right? Yeah. Like she, she was going to Ottawa for me and then you were going to Saskatoon. So yeah. I know like part of that, like I, I, I went to you a few times was like, yeah, yeah, yo, man, how are you keeping this together? Sort of thing, right. Um, that was it, like it didn't ultimately work out for me. Yeah, um, but I mean, in the end, it wasn't because of the long distance. It was yeah, more yeah, of a absolutely. me thing. But mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm wondering, like, how how exactly, like, how much of a struggle was that, and how exactly did you guys like keep it? Uh, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Like, keep the relationship itself yeah. like um, flourishing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna be straight up with you right away. Like, it definitely was not <laughs> flourishing. <laughs> uh, unfortunately like yeah it was no it was really tough man like i i'm not always a super emotional guy but like i definitely had quite a few moments uh where i was got pretty emotional and like i was starting to feel a bit lonely in a way it was my first year um out here in sask uh, and i was living by myself my own apartment uh thankfully i, I was starting to make some friends in my class but like like my girlfriend meant so much to me and I, I really did see like my future with her. And that's kind of, that was what was tying me um, to the relationship and wanting like to do whatever I possibly could to, to keep it alive and flourishing. But no, it was, it was really difficult, man. Cause I didn't, the main thing for me is that, like, 
my priority was to make sure she was happy, but I didn't want to be drawing her back in any way. I didn't want to be holding her back. Yeah. So like that was kind of what was, what was the dilemma for me? Like I was almost considering um, ending a relationship for her so that I'm not holding her back. Right. It, it was just mm. way too, like, it was, it was really difficult, man. But thankfully somehow we made it out and uh, better than ever, honestly, like it just, it made our relationship a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you've yeah. been through that. Exactly. If you can survive that, then you can survive anything. And now, yeah, like, we, well. yeah, we value our time so much more to, uh, together. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It means, yeah, it means a lot. And like, it's funny because like now she's literally like ten feet away from me, uh, <laughs> smiling at me, and I've been spending like every day with her uh, in isolation. So it's just funny how things change. I mean, you always have to have something to look forward to. That was kind of uh, the main thing that kept us going. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that question, though, man. Yeah, it's interesting though, because I I definitely relate to that, um, that like the sort of guilt as I literally talked about in the last episode, the sort of guilt aspect and like the you know mm-hmm. you're you're thinking about the other person so much that it kind of it takes, I know firsthand that it takes so much you know energy and uh for me oh, over yeah. time like, it just started to build up and build up and build up and I knew mm-hmm. like she was in a similar position of you as in in a completely new environment you know feeling lonely like a, mm-hmm. not a lot of um you know, good friends, because if there's yeah. any friends, it's new. And, exactly. you know, the work, the work, is stre- the work itself is stressful and new. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. I was just cool. trying to be this pillar of support that uh, <laughs> oh, I, I eventually just that. couldn't be after what, you know, because I was just, I was just doing it all for her. And I was just kind of uh, mm-hmm. picking myself apart in a way. And I think yeah. that's the, that's the complex thing too, with this whole topic of sacrifice decisions and big plays and all that is like, yeah, I mean, the, answer i can give or that the answer or the answer that i did give is yeah definitely something that i've been pondering and it might happen but the boring answer would be i I have no idea we're gonna have to wait and see because realistically something might come along down the road that no one could have planned for i could not have told you about happening today where all of a sudden i'm like holy shit this person or this job or whatever it is is going to make me drop this idea (laughs) chicago and i'm staying my ass in toronto for the rest of my life like yeah you have no idea it is crazy because I maybe you just have to be in a pra- in a place um, where you're you're uh, you're open to have those things happen to you. But I remember when I was with uh, my girlfriend at the time, my ex, uh, I never wanted to do long distance at all, and I knew from a really early point that um, she had got accepted to Ottawa and she was going to go there eventually. And it was like you know a few months down the line, and this whole time in the back of my mind, I'm just thinking like, wow, I really like this girl, but like there's just no way I'm doing that. Like, I'm not going to do that. I, I definitely don't want a long distance. I don't want it. And then like, it just, it just got to the point where I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I'm actually going to do a long distance. I can't, I can't leave her. I fucking love her. <laughs> like, oh, so I guess those things happen anyways. Like no matter how much you, you plan for it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just really goes to show how like close things can get to your, your heart, I guess, in the day and how it, it really takes hold of you. Yeah. Um, whether you like or not, it changes your values. But uh, I, the, yeah, the big question for me, like when I was making this big sacrifice, was like, like who am I living for? Like myself or like for others? Like if I had stayed home, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I I would have been happy because I was close to everyone and uh, with my friends and and I guess still uh, at Mac. But I would have always been itching, saying like, like what if? What if I did take this? Like it would have just taken over my my mind. And yeah, I'm I'm really happy. Yeah. You know what? That takes a lot of courage too. And I remember that that moment from, because it was one of the. I mean, there has been um, a bunch of 
cases like that uh, in my life from people close to me where, um, you know, they've had to make decisions for their own life and it kind of got in the way of whatever relationship I had with them. But I think that was really important to for me to experience that firsthand of like one of my good friends putting himself first and, um, you know, making a sacrifices um, mm. because having having that relationship that we had where it's all, you know, we're all boys and we all just chill together. Like as much as that's fun, <laughs> it's not a sustainable thing going forward. So it's nothing to make decisions upon, right? Like yeah, it's, it's no. comfortable in the short term, but you know, long-term, like we all have our own lives to live and we all have our own yeah. goals and dreams and we want, you know, families and yada, yada. So, you know, life's going to separate us um, one way or another as much as it sucks. So there's yeah. no reason to be like, ah, you know, like uh, I'm away from my boys. I can't chill with them. <laughs> you know, if there's something really important that gets in the way of that. And I mean, honestly speaking, like that's, that's honestly what I wanted to even like commend you for Dempsey's because you, I mean, again, you've heard, I've thankfully never been in this position um, because I just don't know how I'd fucking handle it or how I'd react. But like, you've heard of so many cases where people try these moves and it just doesn't work out. And they, when they reflect oh, yeah. on it, they lost some form of a major relationship or mm -hmm. it just didn't work out for them career-wise or whatever. And they look back on it with regret, but for you to be able to sit here and tell us that yeah, this was a huge decision for me. Obviously, like you were mm. passionate about dentistry and all that, but you were still worried. But, and it was hard for you in that first year. But you still oh, made yeah. it work with your with your with your uh, major relationships. Mm -hmm. You still made it work um, career wise. And looking back oh, yeah. on it, you have no regrets. Like that's fucking awesome because it doesn't yeah. always work out that well. And that's a huge um, that's a huge uh, sign of of just your character and, and how oh. driven you are to be able to make something like that work. So that's fucking awesome. Oh, thanks here. a lot, man. Uh, that's uh, I'm I'm flattered. Thanks a lot, man. I I really appreciate. Really appreciate that but uh yeah i mean at the end of the day like for other people in a similar situation it takes a lot of thought but uh don't hold yourself back you know like don't don't doubt yourself everyone's like at the end of the day i think everyone can be capable it just matters how bad you want it really yeah and i guess too the fact that you you left so much behind it's a constant reminder that exactly. like, no, i sacrificed so much for this i'm not gonna fuck it up you know exactly like, exactly and like i make yeah making my family proud and doing well in dental school like academic, academically and uh, checking back on the parents, letting them know um, that I'm doing well and like doing this all for them end of the day. And, and uh, awesome. yeah, it's all paying off. Thankfully. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And, and I'm also still, most importantly, close to the boys. I mean, the fact that I'm <laughs> oh, to the podcast, I mean, absolutely really nice of you guys. And uh, no, I, I never want to lose, lose our connections. Like, I mean, at Mac, like Mac will always be my home at the end of the day. And like the friendships I made there, I hope, I think because of all the fucked up things we've done together, we'll stay fortified. <laughs> we'll stay fortified for, for time. Like, to come. Uh, like all those tip to tip. Yeah. All those tip <laughs> to tip <laughs> moments, you know? Yeah, no, of course. But um, for real, thank you so much for taking the time out to uh, be able to come on today. Like, this was awesome. I yeah, again like a, a huge reason, and I think Daniel and I say it borderline every episode. But it's such a big reason <laughs> that we want to do this is just to be able to catch up with people that we don't normally get to talk to, and that especially applies for me and you because of how little we've really gotten to know each other. Thankfully, a lot more as of recent. But prior to that, yeah. we hadn't really spoken, and I just knew you as being one of Uncle's friends. So again, thank you so much for uh, for coming on and allowing me to have this conversation <laughs> with you and get to know you a bit better. Oh, my pleasure, man. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on this. I, I love what you guys are doing. And, uh, I hope to uh, tune in on all your future episodes too. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Of course. Um, yeah. Craig, once again, thank you for joining. I'm assuming you're not going to say anything, so I'm just not going to give you the window. Um,
I guess we will see you when we see you next for the next official episode of the I May Regret This Podcast. Woo! I don't wanna see you pull up, it's a hectic scene. I don't wanna see you me and go beyond the beat. What you mean? We gon' win. We be zooming through the cities on the west side. On the west side, yeah. Rest in peace to this beat, not tryna flex. RKO to the rest, my brain.